Tune in to the Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Hey, it's another one. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Preacher's Corner. We made it to the aftermath. Awesome episode number 40. We're on episode 41 now. Lady Mayberry, how you feeling? I'm feeling wonderful. Good deal, good yes. deal. It was an extraordinary atmosphere on the Preacher's Corner on our YouTube channel. We made it here to the podcast so we can do some extra uh, behind-the-scenes uh, add-ons to what we already shared in episode 40. How you feeling about episode 40? What 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 didn't you share that you would probably need to share on 41? Um probably that first of all the message is you can run but you can't hide. And um if I had to say one thing to encourage you is this. God is all-knowing. He is all-powerful, and He is everywhere at the same time. He's omnipresent, He's omnipotent, and He's omniscient. And so, when we realize the sovereignty, the deity of the God that we serve, um, I think that gives you a different perspective on who He is. You know? So, um, when He gave me that title, You Can Run But You Can't Hide, Let's you know that no matter where you go, inside of a closed building, under the covers, in the bathroom, in the closet, doesn't matter. God is there. So, um, I think that it is very important for us to remember that, that no matter what, that's even on the flip side, not just if you're doing something wrong, but even when you're looking for God, if he's not speaking, if you can't hear him, if you don't feel him, you should always know that he's there. That's right. Regardless to um your situation and how you're feeling so i just want to encourage you you know to always remember that god is everywhere he's always on time and he got you covered i believe you you quoted the uh psalms 139 i did and 139 esv says where shall i go from your spirit or where shall i flee from your presence if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shoal, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Give us some insight on the purpose of utilizing that in that moment where you are preaching. Um, because I gave so many um, examples of ways that we try to run and hide from God. Like Jonah. And yes, Jonah was like, Jonah was, that was the scripture and the person that I referenced in the, in that text, in, um, in that, um, in that sermon. In that sermon. So, um, at the end, I told him, no matter what, in a good place or bad place, God is there. So that scripture said, if I make my bed in heaven, God will be there. If I make my bed in Sheol, meaning hell, God is there. Um, it say what? If, it, if I fly by the wings of the morning, that God is there. Mm-hmm. 
It says, if I make my bed, okay, in hell, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, if I go up high, God is there. If I go down into the water, God is there. Even there, your hand shall lead me. Say, wherever you end up, that's where God's hand is going to lead and direct you. And then he's going to still hold you with his right hand. Lord have mercy. He's still going to be a faithful God. Even though we make the wrong decisions, God is yet faithful in our lives. That's one of the things that I love about God, that when I'm not faithful to him, he's yet faithful. He's yet making ways. He's yet opening doors. He said, wherever you find yourself, guess what? I'm going to be there. That's a part of that scripture when he said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. I'll never leave you nor abandon you. That's what forsake means. God will never abandon us. Here's another one pertaining to that Isaiah 50, 10 and 11. Uh, Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Behold, all you who kindle a fire, who equip yourselves with burning torches, walk by the light of your fire. And by the torches that you have kindled, this you have from my hand, you shall lie down in torment. Mm. Mm. What do you think about that? Wow. You know what? A lot of people are in a place where I don't know what it is about right now, but there there are so many disobedient people. There's a lot of people running. Yes, and, so and, and that, that just gave people. us indication the consequences of the running. running. Yeah, uh, we, we we have to surrender. We had, I I'd rather surrender than to be made to surrender. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's how I came into the the the, the faith. I, I lived in the house with with a with a pastor. And I wanted to do it my way. I wanted to come to God on my time. And I'm, I didn't. I didn't want to uh, be at choir rehearsal all the time. I didn't want to be at Bible study all the time. But at age nine, uh, I believe it was even before that. Age seven. Age seven. I was. I was eager and excited to go to prayer with Daddy. Why? Because I think it wasn't for the purpose of. Uh, learning about God or being around God uh, learning the word of God I think it was just more so of being the only one that was there with my daddy and so and that was the time I, I learned how to pray at age 7 and it was me and daddy one on one and it was that relationship that I had that was different than my other brothers with, with daddy and so in essence it was a development stage, yeah. but I was worshiping the wrong daddy. Yes. Even though that was my earthly father. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. My and then as I grew, that rela- my er- that relationship with my earthly father changed, in which made me not want to have a relationship with my heavenly father. Yes. And so. I didn't. I didn't want to get the word. I didn't want to be around the word. I didn't. I didn't want to have the word in me until I was forced to. I, ain't nothing else I can turn to but the Lord. Yeah. The only thing that can get me out of this mess 
is the Lord. Right. And at that moment, that's when I surrendered. Yeah. I don't want to have to get to. I, people should have to want to get to that point to surrender their all unto die, God. Yeah. Death, family members dying all around you. Uh, uh, everything being stripped from you. Uh, possessions being stripped from you. Uh, your mind going all uh, topsy turvy. Uh, it shouldn't have to get to that point in order for you to know that God is real. Right. A lot of people that don't believe in God uh, don't believe that God is real. They, they, they believe in the, the the stars and the moons and right. the universe oh and, and and all of this other this that of the nature. But but forget the fact that someone had to create that. And that creator was the Most High King. That's right. The King of all kings. That's right. The 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 one that that sent himself to Earth in the form of flesh. And after he died, as we know, he got up with all power in his hand, and he's now the tutor. He said, I send to you a comforter. Yeah, yes. And that's why we have to <laughs> believe and have the Holy Ghost. You know what? I think you can run, but you can't hide. Though. Yeah, you can run, but you can't hide. You know, I think that was such a good point that you made how when. Because you loved your dad so much, you wanted to do everything that he did. Want to do everything you wanted he to did. be who he was. Right. And then though when that relationship between you and him changed, your affection for God, for the things that he was after changed. Right. Because your relationship wasn't really with God, it was, it with, was daddy. with daddy. Yeah. Right. Ain't that good? And I'm pointed that out because I think it's very important for the people, the body of Christ to realize that so many people have went to church for years and years based on a relationship and an affection for God that somebody else serves. Right. You know that? Uh-huh. That is good to me because I never thought about it like that. And just you were a baby. So that's what you I mean, that's ex- that's Seven expected. Years old. Yeah, that's acceptable. Because that's expected as a child to want to be like his daddy. Right. But when you when you think about that, like an adult that comes and then they get people love their pastors and stuff. And I'm not saying nothing against pastors or lead, the leadership at all. But we have to remember that those people make mistakes and those people fall because they're not God. But some people are attracted to the God in them. So it attaches them to that person because of the love for the God that they serve is on that person. That anointing, you know, that calling that God has on that person. But so when they mess up, that relationship they had with God is broken. And the first thing they say is, I ain't going back to church. I'm mad. My pastor did X, Y, and Z. Or I experienced church hurt and I'm not going back no more. But if your affection was on the right thing. And you were serving the right God, you would have known. Hey, my, I'm not. I'm not here for a relationship with them, the praise team, the pastor, nobody. I'm here because I love God. Right. They are man. They are human beings, just like everybody else. And and it seems that uh, you know over the years after that, uh, like I said, uh, the relationship changed. And then in the event the relationship changing, the Lord calls Dad home. Right. In 2000. And so, from 2000 to 2009, when I finally surrendered, nine years of uh, heartache and pain, uh, uh, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, uh, all sorts of divorce, uh, being homeless, 
from nine years. Yeah. Nine years. It took that from 2000. I went from bad to worse. Yeah. And then when it couldn't get no worser. <laughs> in 2009, that's when I was forced. He didn't even allow me to do it for 10 years. He did, it allowed me to go through hell and hot water for nine, almost a decade. For nine years. And then that's when I surrendered. In 2009. And that's when everything changed. That's when everything changed. And he didn't wait till it got deep into the year. That was 2009 in January. January 22nd, to be exact. (laughs) 7 p.m. And he allowed the bottom to fall out. I know it. He'll do it. He'll do it. Put me in a jail cell where it was only him and I. And he says, do I have your attention now? And I said to him that at that moment, Lord, I do. If you get me out of this mess, I do whatever you want me to do. I'm going to kiss the ground when I get released from this place. And I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I kissed the ground first and I've been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ ever since. Like that, God will allow the bottom to fall out to get your you can run, yeah, but you can't hide. You can run, but you can't hide. I did. Um, I, I, I talked about Jonah and the things that he went through, um, but I used uh, the scripture from Romans 8 28 and 29, mm-hmm. and I talked about being called like you know you have to be invited into this family yeah god if he calls you you're gonna know that you've been called because there's nothing that's gonna stop you and then along with that calling comes a love an admiration and a commitment to god to do exactly what he tells you to do like you know you, you try to piece together everything that you're supposed to be and who you are in God once somebody tells you hey you got a call on your life you immediately start trying to figure out well what is it you know what is it that God called me to do and then the things that you like you try to piece it together to be who God called you to be when in fact you have to wait till God calls you then when he calls you because he's already called us he qualified he justified us and then he glorified us he's done those things for us already he predestined us to be who he called us to be from the very foundations of this world but along from the time that we that was done to the time that we were born something happened mm-hmm. something happened and so um that's why i kind of pushed the fact that you know we are fighting we're fighting for our lives we're fighting every day between good and evil we are struggling every day trying to we want to do the right thing paul said it in in the book of romans he said i want to do good but evil is always Always present present. he said when i go to do something good when i will to do good i can't he said because there is a war it's a fight going on in my members that's what he said there is a fight on the inside of me something is keeping me from making the right decision. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But either way, I know that I have to submit. I have to be committed enough to submit my will for God. Submission is a big part of it. You're going to run until you get tired of running. God, you're going to run until you run into something that you don't have no business running into. And then you'll turn around and run to God. Either way, I said in the message, you can do this voluntarily or involuntarily. Yeah. 
Either way, you're going to do what God called you to do. If you've been called. <laughs> if you've been called, you're going to do exactly what God has called you to do. So do it peacefully. If God has called you to something, because we all have a purpose. Every day you wake up in the morning, you're not waking up for no reason. You're waking up because God has a purpose on your life. Right. There is something else for you to do. There are lives that are attached to you that need your help. There are people that are sitting out here waiting for us that are, that, that are attached only to us. There are some things that people are stuck in that only you can help them out of. There is something that God has placed inside of you to say, to speak into that person's life. There is a prayer that only you can pray to shake the foundations of that person's soul. It is something that you can say to help them to get back on the street called straight that can cause them to line up with the word of God out of your mouth, mm-hmm. out of your belly. So if there's something that for, for you to do, if God has called you to a work in him, guess what? He that began a good work in you shall complete it. It shall be fulfilled at the day of Jesus Christ. He Everything that he has placed on the inside of you, you will do it. Because right. you cannot run you can't and you cannot. There hide. is no hiding place. No hide. No every, hiding place. every individual's voice has someone assigned, assigned to, to it. it. Yes. There's somebody that... that, that that won't receive from me that they'll receive from you there's something that somebody wouldn't receive from you that somebody else may be able to reach that's right so the longer we stand out of god's will we're putting other lives that our voice is assigned to at stake we can very well be the reason someone else's life is in shambles Because we're not in our perspective place. That's right. And you know what? And I did not understand that until God told me, I've prepared a people for your voice. That's right. He said, I prepared somebody. I've prepared people that will come hungry and thirsty for what you have on the inside of you. That's right. He's prepared it. So we have to get in our places because there's no hiding place. No hiding place. There's some people been hiding for a long time, but let me encourage you. Ali <laughs> Ali oxen free. <laughs> All around my base is out. Yeah. It's time to quit hiding. It's time yeah. to quit hiding. Yeah. We pray you were blessed by this episode of the Preacher's Corner. I'm Pastor JT. I'm Lady Fanita. We out of here.